podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Club Life here on Club at 22, your Rangers podcast. Um, before I introduce my guests, um, I would just like everyone to ask everyone even if they could please like and subscribe to the channel, which does not cost you anything at all. Just hit that like button and hit that subscribe button. Um, if you do want to support the podcast to reach the next level, however, you can join the channel for as little as 99p. And once again, we'd just like to say thank you to all our channel members. You can also buy the podcast, podcast a coffee and join the coffee buying legend membership via buymeacoffee.com and once again thanks to all our coffee buyers and coffee members legends all the links as usual to this are in the description for the podcast below so let's get any things introduce our guests first up ali pearson how are you very well scotia good to have you back in the podcast you're missing tuesday so you're back um it's good to say i'm looking forward to saturday but it's a bit of a dead rubber game isn't it yeah, it's getting to that stage now that the league is pretty much definitely gone now. Um, unless, yeah, it's gone. Um, that are we lo- really looking forward to these league games? <laughs> I was trying to convince myself of that there, Ryan. Introduce you. It's going. How's it going? Join me. Join me. <laughs> uh, how are you, Ryan? Yes, very good, mate. It's good to see that we've got a fully fit squad tonight. Unlike uh, the Rangers team, but I'm sure we'll mm. go into that. Sun is shining, mate, and I've got a weekend off with no kids this weekend, so I'm sure I'll get a wee beer in at some point. Excellent. And finally, the podfather himself, Mr. Scott Carney. How are things with you? Good evening. Yes, hello, everybody. Um, bit of a mixed week for me. Uh, I lost my doggy this week. Um, uh, oh, my dog, that, my dog, Beryl, got put, put down this week, so sorry to start off with that. But yeah, it was coming, to be fair. It was coming, to be fair. But yeah, a mixed week. And yeah, and then it's you think about Saturday coming up, you're like, oh, I'm back at Irox on Saturday, and then you're like, <laughs> to watch a friendly match. <laughs> so it's a weird way to feel, but uh, it's never a quiet week in terms of Rangers, mate. Oh, quickly, no, before you carry on, sorry, just quickly. Dundee go. Taylor, thank you very much for the three coffees, mate. You bought it just before the podcast started. Thank you very much, Dundee. Uh, you're a legend, mate. Thank you so much. I know, that's terrible news about your dog. Uh, Carney, it's never, never good. I a, a loved pet um, has to leave us, but um, I hope you get to, I hope Rangers will put a wee smile on your face tomorrow, hopefully, now that now that there's no pressure on them, I say. Um, but before we get on to discussing Rangers and the St Mirren game tomorrow, um, there's only really one place to start. And that is the news that came out this week. I think the news broke on Tuesday evening, just after you guys had stopped um, recording Club Live, that there was more concrete rumours that um, Nottingham Forest were in discussions with Rangers to take uh, Ross Wilson down to the down to themselves to replace the um, Filippo Giraldi, I think he was called, who they'd get rid of earlier in the day, replace him as your director of football, sporting director, whatever one you want to call it. So it started off as kind of a rumour, I think, during the day that no one thought it was maybe a wee bit of a parody account, not really speaking the truth. And then later on, more concrete evidence came out and he was gone by the Wednesday evening. Um, Scott, what are your thoughts on all of this? Happy? Happy holiday. I mean, I mean, yes, because it, first of all, it means the um, the the noise around the Ross Wilson thing is now going to finally move on. It's we're going to move on from that. There's going to be another banner to be made about something else now, which is good. Um, I'm glad that Ross Wilson one will be firmly put to bed. Uh, shocked that it was that quick, mate. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I am. I'm on record saying that I expected them to get this summer, and I genuinely did. I really did, and I was trying my hardest to to be as as positive as I was about Wilson, purely because I didn't see him going. Uh, I really didn't. I didn't think he would he would move on um, at this point. Uh, it's a weird time of the season. I'm not going to lie. I've got my concerns about um, I've got my concerns about the summer now. Um, and by that, I mean there is now a lot of work for other people to take on that he has. Now that he's left, other people have, and Beal's come out and said he's going to need to step up to the plate. And I do think Beal's putting a wee bit of a brave face on it. I'm not going to lie. I feel like he's probably went, oh, hang on, there's quite now quite a lot to do. A modern-day football manager is not the same as Walter Smith in the 90s, for example. Um, the game's moved on a fair, a, a fair whack from that. But um, 
correct decision, yes, um, it is the correct decision. I, I would always have said that, um, Jimmy, you just distracted me, yeah. man. <laughs> Seen Ali's face there, absolutely fantastic, Jimmy, absolutely fantastic. Where, is, where in the world is Jimmy tonight? That's the <laughs> Where is Jimmy tonight? Where is Jimmy tonight? Jimmy, that's fantastic, mate, honestly, thank you well, so man. much. What Jimmy a man. Jimmy tonight in a football. <laughs> he <laughs> is, he's the director of football for Club at 22. Fantastic, Jimmy, mate, honestly, I, I, run out of ways to say thanks for your, your generosity mate um, I really do appreciate that um, yeah so correct time yeah it was time for time to move on um, from Ross Wilson and it seems to have suited all parties that he went he went he moved on he moved I say right now but I, I'm not going to lie it does slightly concern me about, about summer um, and what what Rangers will do in the future but all in all mate I I didn't lose any sleep over it. I didn't lose any sleep over it. So I think it, that kind of tells it's a story in itself. Yeah, I mean, for me, I was by no means at the side that I really, really wanted Wilson to go and that I was, you know, out holding the pitchfork and stuff like that. But equally, equally I wasn't trying to, like, I wasn't really pro Ross Wilson. I do think that it was getting towards the end of his cycle as a director of football for Rangers because I do think that that's got a period of time that it needs to work, work for. But I didn't think I didn't think Rangers would have got rid of him. That was the only way this was going to happen is if someone had come in and taken him away, and that that's what's happened. Um, so Ryan, I know where you. I, well, we had this discussion a couple of months ago, but um, are you pleased with this news um, that Wilson's away now? Yeah, I think it was time. I, I, I was surprised that he's he's left before the end of the season. I thought he would maybe get the summer um, just to kind of put things right and then. And, and bring some better signings in, but it is the right move. Once Douglas Park left, I thought there's probably going to be another one or two here. There's obviously been chat about the communication with the fans or the relationship with the fans. Obviously, the season ticket renewals are today, um, but they've been upcoming, so I think this has all been considered. And Rangers have got other the director, the next director of football, this board... Michael Beale, everyone has got a huge job to do in the summer in terms of trying to get this squad up to scratch and competing with Celtic, if not just taking that title from them. Um, so I think it's a it's definitely a positive move. I'm like you, where I think his time was it was coming to an end. I think there's so many more um, bad signings than there were good. And obviously the relationship, as I said, Union Bears, but most fans were wanting them out as well. as a lot of I can, uh, bad vibes there, so it is the right move for the club, they have done the right thing but like like I've said before like I said it when Gio left, this doesn't make things better, this doesn't we're not suddenly competitive again, Ross Wilson was just part of the problem, Gio was a small part of the problem, we need to start getting things right on the pitch and I'm hoping it's not a mass exodus but I'm hoping to see that he's not the only one leaving uh, the club over the next three or four months Aye, no, it's it's everything's kind of rolling ahead to things with people leaving. I know for the you see folk on Twitter with another couple of names that they want rid of in terms of out with the kind of playing staff side of things. Um, so things are kind of rolling ahead to that way. Um, but Ali, what are your thoughts on Ross Wilson leaving? I said everyone was to strap in because he was staying. So I'll sort <laughs> out the most statements like that going forward. I don't, right. think anyone, I don't think anyone really seen it, to be honest. It came out of left field. As you <laughs> said, Scotia, when it broke on Twitter, folk thought it was a bit of a joke at first and then it became real. So I don't think Rangers were very hard to deal with in terms of moving <laughs> Ross Wilson on. They can see with their own eyes the fans' discontent at the moment in terms of his signings, which he'll come on to. But in their three and a half years, he's overseen us win the title back. He's overseen us get to our major European finals. You need to give him credit for that. I've I've heard from various people give him credit in terms of stuff he does in the background with the training ground, the women's team. But this is stuff that as fans we don't see and we don't really hear about either Scotia because they don't speak to the fans, so we don't really know about these things. Um, his signings you'll come on to. It's a mixed bag, to be honest. Most, well, not most of them, I would say. He's got more wrong than right in terms of signings, but you'll come on to that, but yeah, I think he'll be quite happy as well to, to get down to Nottingham Forest and get out of the, the firing line that he's been in up here with Rangers. So it's, um, yeah, I think it suits both parties, to be honest, Scotia, and it suits us as fans going forward. And as Carney says, it's it's one of those guys that the, the fans will stop 
stop chatting about to get out. And there's one left on the list, pretty much to go. <laughs> there is, yes, there is. Um, before we move on, actually, sorry, I forgot to mention uh, Roy Blackadder. Thank you. He's now become a new member of the channel. So thanks very much, Roy. Um, yeah, you were talking about signings there, Ali. But having a wee bit, we're not going to go through every individual signing or that Ross Wilson was perceived perhaps to been involved in since he since he joined Rangers. But what I do want to get your opinions on, and I'll come to you first, Ryan. And we'll start with the negative bit first as well. Is over his period in his time at Rangers, what do you reckon is the worst um, perceived aspect of Wilson in terms of it? It could be signings, could be anything else at all, business contract extensions or not contract extensions, whatever you want. What time are we on till tonight? <laughs> um, We've got another 50 minutes to go, I think. But we right, can okay, yeah. You get a kettle on, Ali, uh, Scott. Um, Sorry, mate, I'll be, oh, I'll be back in a minute. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll jump aside. Of course, he's signed some good players, and I know we'll talk about that. I think if you look, for me, Yilmaz was a bit a strange one. But obviously, I do like Yilmaz. I think, he, I think he's going to be a good player for us. I'm, I'm hoping he is going to be a good player for us, but it was just probably one of the last areas I expected us to spend money on and also spend most of our budget on. That, for me, was a really, really strange transfer for us to, to do. But off the pitch, and I'd imagine, if I'm wrong, I take it back, I'd imagine he was part of those Sydney Cup talks. That, for me, totally broke any any kind of relationship we had with the fans. When, when that was announced, for him to be director of football and be part of that and think, do you know what, this is probably a good idea to play a friendly against Celtic was just criminal for me. And I think that mark is on all of them on the board, unfortunately. I think it's still there. I think that's quite fresh in the fans' minds that they, they, they decided that would be a good business decision. So things like that have tarnished Wilson's reputation. The boys will go into others. But for me, that's the, in terms of a signing, Red Van was, it's a strange one. I hope it, I hope it pays off. But yeah, the money the money wasted there. Look at look at what we've done this season. Bournemouth, but it's Bournemouth's position. There was no need to spend that kind of money on the left back. Yeah, I, I remember saying at the time that when Yelmaz came in, is that bringing in these players, it could potentially get a kick of out your other players. And yeah, now that you look at it, you're potentially you've got that five million. Could that have been invested a wee bit more wisely in certain other areas of the pitch? Yeah, that's a that's a decent shout. And yeah, the Sydney Cup stuff. Yeah, they. There have been a, there will have been an awful lot of people involved in that and bringing it together. I don't know how, Ross Wilson. You would perceive to be the person that Kenny nips it in the bud and says, "No, that won't go down well." Um, and how he didn't, um, yeah, don't like that one. For me, I'll go mine, and, and then I'll come at you, Ali. For me, right now, it's um, you know, Bill mentioned this in his press conference again. One of the roles of the director of football is what's happening with the medical department this season because, yeah, it's not all in Ross Wilson. There'll be other involvements in there, maybe the preseason, etc. But this season, and given the news that we'll come and discuss later on, don't worry about that, it's what's going on with the, the medical department, um, particularly this season, um, because it's not just bad luck, the amount that have been out injured and things like that. Uh, Ali, what's your worst Kenny, perceived Wilson moment in his time? My worst one is one he's been given credit for, which I find... <laughs> I <think> that, <laughs> well, yeah, it's, they've, they've given him credit for the, the player trading model, which I've seen right. Yes, we've we've moved on Bassey and we've moved on Parts. And, and let's be honest, Bassey came from nowhere that season and what he did was unbelievable. I, I don't put that all down to Ross Wilson. Um, yes, he got the money for him, but that was a not a once-in-a-lifetime thing what Bassey did, but it was uh, hard to do something like that again, my boy, from where he came from. The Parts one was... We, we couldn't knock it back, but... I, I, I don't. I, I can't give them a, a lot of praise for the player trade model. Those two players, yes, the Reba one they mentioned, but even at that, I don't think it was that good a deal. Players like Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos, who we have let run down their contracts, who were key assets for us, our biggest assets a couple of years ago, Scotia, um, should have been moved on away back then for money. Morelos was touted a couple of seasons for 16 million euros, whatever it was. He's going to walk away for, for, for uh, free. Ryan Kent, we bought for six, seven million pounds. He's going to go for free in the summer as well. So I, I was a bit bemused to see or to hear that they were giving him a pat on the back in terms of the player trading model because 
before it, it was it was abysmal. Let's be honest with you; it couldn't be any worse. Um, but no, sorry, not for me. But we're not there. We're not there. And again, we're back to square one with players again. Who have we got as assets? Yes, we brought a couple of good guys in the in the January window for there that could be assets going forward. But apart from that, from what's left, Kamara to a point, probably <laughs> Connor Goldson maybe. But yeah, I had a wee chuckle to myself when I when I read that he'd done he'd done wonders with the player trading model. So I'm interested to hear other guys thought on that one. Yeah, I just hope it's not one of the other guys' um, the best moment in Ross Wilson because you could have a wee argument there. But no, I get where you're coming from with the player trading model because if you look at it, um, Patterson and Bassey, those are kind of like out, very big outliers. That won't happen all the time. The player, yeah. should be, the player trading model should be within that like five to seven million pounds bracket. And really, apart from Maribo, everyone else has went for nominal fees. You know, your likes of Polster, Dockerty, Ross McCrory. They all went for nominal fees just to get them off the books kind of thing. And then an awful lot of them went as free. So I do get where you're coming from in terms of the, the player trading model that we're not really there yet. And on the on the contract ones, I don't know if this is Carney's, any of Carney's one, so apologies if I steal some of your points, Carney. But um, I think in the case of Kent and Morelos, some of that's got to lay at the hands of the manager at the time as well, not wanting to release them. Um, and then the contract situation as well. What more can you, you do if the player doesn't want to sign a contract that then Burst our wage structure. Is that really the director of football's fault? Not so sure. But I do get where people's carry anger comes out through through it because of it. Um, because we're we're losing money in valuable assets, um, or so it looks likely come the end of the season here. In fact, we'll get more money out, out of Ross Wilson than we will either out of Kent or Morelos. Yes, so Carney, your worst moment before we get more positive and come on to the best. Um Ali named quite a lot of them. Um, it's not Brian. like Ali, is it? No, I understand. The name Brian. No, because no, you're not into contracts and whatever else as well at the same time. So, um, but no, I think Ryan's one I can I completely understand. Yelmaz is a strange one for me, and he's injured again. And well, I maybe not fully injured, but he still, it's, I don't get it. I think that was a big. Maybe not an error. We don't know. Time will tell. It's too early to judge that. I don't want to be like that. But it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money for a position that Ryan's right didn't particularly need strengthened. Um, Rabi Matondo. Um, and I, this one is hypocritical as well because it's um, Aaron Ramsey. Um, again, I know he's not the only one responsible for it, but day two signings to me are absolutely bonkers. They don't make very much sense at all now. Um, obviously, I, you can kind of look back on it. But probably my biggest one is, and I hate doing this as well at the same time, is re-signing players that we that should have been moved on. We, we've been left now, as a, and it probably runs into the, the player train mod as well, is that we don't have assets anymore because we've let this, the cycle of this team was done towards probably the end of Gerard. Um, if we're going to be honest, that was probably the end of the majority of this team's kind of cycle within Rangers and we've now got so many years down the line and it's still looks pretty similar. It still looks pretty similar. So, yeah, I would think there's a lot of mistakes. Again, and you can't, and I feel like I'm defending him when he's not here anymore. I shouldn't be defending him. There's a lot of people involved in a lot of decisions, but at the end of the day, the, the box stops with him. It all stops with him. So he will be the one that's judged about it. So... All in all, I think he's he did some good, he's did some bad, but I think my biggest my biggest thing that I disliked about it was the re signing of players that just should have been moved on. It should have it should have ended there. Thanks very much, and we should have been more cutthroat to an extent, thank people for their service, wish them all the best and move on. But um yeah, you could be here all night, mate, picking apart his his whole tenure, really. Yeah, but we're going to just go a wee bit further as well, or not further, just flip the script and go the opposite um, way. Um, Ryan, what's your favourite, if there is one, your favourite kind of your best Wilson bit of business? Well, I was hoping you were going to say my favourite Ross Wilson moment, and I'll be able to just say it's that many men video on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I think I think Calvin Bassey probably strikes me. Was it? It was him that signed Calvin Bassey, wasn't it? Yeah, nah, he brought. Him yeah, in. it was, wasn't yeah, it? He, oh, he was here. He, well, he was in the building when Bassey came in from Leicester. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that was 
when you look at for pound for pound, what we got him for from Leicester, what we sold him for, and probably the pleasure he gave me as a Rangers player. I love watching players that just he literally would have ran through a brick wall for us. And he was it. We were just I remember being the pod, just being like, This guy is phenomenal, the levels he's playing at the moment. And then maybe like a week or two weeks later we were saying he's actually playing too well. Now he's going to end up going for big money because he was hitting crazy heights. So I loved watching Calvin Bassey. I absolutely adored him. Thought he was a great player at centre half or at left back. And yeah, I think that would I would challenge anyone to say that he signed it anyone better than that. Plus for obviously the money we brought in from yeah, sorry, I just seen a uh, Curry Muncher's comment there. I don't know if um, Curry wants to put it up or not, but uh, you can see it in the chat for anyone that's there. That got me, tickled me there. Yeah, his favourite moment was when Wilson threw the ring into Mount Doom. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ali, what was um, your favourite Wilson moment? Sorry, apologies. I'll compose myself. Ooh. Signing Janino Bakuna and then <laughs> sell them for a profit. That was good business. That's good business. What's <laughs> uh, yes. No, joke, jokes aside, um, Ryan's picked the obvious one, I, I think, if, if you're thinking of players. The, the player I would pick, and I've only, I've only seen him for about two months probably, is Todd Cantwell. I think he's going to be a very good player for us going forward. I think he ticks the boxes for what we want. For what we want as Rangers fans, he can play in multiple positions. He's... Um, yeah, I like the signing of Todd Cantwell. He's young, 24, 25. Again, he fits the player trade model, Scotia. I think if we can get a good couple of seasons out of him, we should be able to punt him for good money. So I would go with Cantwell, which is a bit, which is a bit weird because he's only just in the door. But um, I'm scratching my head for other players, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's a good shout because both Cantwell and his um, counterpart that arrived in January, yeah, they've both hit the ground, ground running as it seems. Um, Carney, finish up with, well, you have your shout and then I'll finish up with mine. Then. What was your best Wilson moment? Um, Aaron Ramsey signing, mate. <laughs> and I know, I know I'm going back, but the, honestly, that night, well, we were, what we were all like was unbelievable. Um Obviously, he looked back on it, but for that moment in time, something that he'd done, oh, 100%, it was Aaron Ramsey. It's it's hard not to say Calvin Bassey. I think that's the best thing that he'd done with being at the club and what he was, again, the kind of figurehead of. Um, I think that undoubtedly is the best thing that he'd done. But, I mean, there's been vast improvements made in the training centre. Um and obviously he's overseen the, the women's team, even though the success isn't quite there with the women's team um, or the B team for that matter. It's not really not really re- reached its full potential, I don't think, but he's still he's still done well in that area. But it did it, they did get a serious amount of investment in, in both. So um, swings and roundabouts, I suppose. But yeah, uh, it's hard, mate. It's hard to nail one down, really, to be completely honest. Um, I completely get Ali's point of view as well, but with it being... Um, Cantwell and Raskin getting brought into the club but the, the wee niggle in the back of my head's going but how much did Bill have to do with that because I think there might have been quite a lot of Bill's involvement in that in the two signings so well, I suppose the summer will tell that because it looks like Bill's pretty much in charge of who's going to be coming into the club so that's that'll be to be to be seen in, in the summer so if I had to pick one um, it's difficult mate it really really is difficult but for a moment for generally a moment and I completely disagree with like what eventually happened with the whole Ramsey carry on? It was a mess from start to finish. But for a moment that he gave me of pure, unbelievable joy, it was signing Aaron Ramsey. And I, I mean, but I'll stand by it because when we did the when we did the uh, the live pod when Ramsey signed, we were all like the cats had got the cream. It was it was it was incredible when it happened. But uh, so for one particular moment, I'll say Ramsey. And then I would have to agree it was Calvin Bassey, though, for the longevity of the club. Yeah, no, they're all good picks. Actually, when you were discussing the Ramsey one there, it brought me back to, I think on it, we were all waxing lyrical with the Geo appointment when, um, obviously, Gerard and Geo came in. And Wilson would have been instrumental to that. I think if you go back and listen to the podcast we'd done the day that was announced, we were all super happy and we were praising Ross Wilson for it. Um, Obviously, it did not turn out well in the end, but we got... A massive night in Seville out of it. And for me, I'm going to pick Leon Balogun 
is if he's in, was involved, if he was involved in that setting. I'm going to pick Leon Balgan. Now, I don't want to get, give people the impression that some that I can see some Rangers fans uh, online and in social media that seemingly Balogun's like this love child between Maldini and Beresi. That he's this wonderful centre half. He's, he's a good centre half. He's, we've had better, but I think for Balogun coming in to kind of supplement Hellander and help Hellander out was massive for a 55 season and also massive um, the following season for in, in Europe as well. So for me, I'll go for that one. Um, we're hitting the 25 minute mark, Carney. So you know what that means? I do know what that it's, means, mate. Yes, it is time for a word from our sponsors. It's time to mind your manholes with Manscaped. Everyone's aware by now that the nose hairs are a major turnoff. That's why Manscaped upgraded to their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 with improved blades and motor. You can feel the power of nasty nose hair annihilation in the palm of your hands. Save money and attack your nose and ear hairs by going to manscaped.com and using the code CLUBAT22 to get 20% off and free shipping. Our friends over at Manscaped are helping you enjoy spring's air fresh by using the Weed Whacker 2.0 and all your face hole hair. Also, the Weed Whacker 2.0 will be all Manscaped's tool sets, including the Platinum Package 4.0 and the Performance Package 4.0. So no matter what kit you pick, you will receive the new Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear trimmer. Let's face it, long nose hair is a major turnoff. Let's Manscaped be part of your daily grooming routine, ensuring no hair is ever out of place. It's time to level up your groom game and save 20% off in free shipping with the code CLUBAT22 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUBAT22 at manscaped.com. From below up to, to up top, to get the best in grooming at Manscaped shop. Your nose, ears, body, and most of all importantly, your balls will definitely thank you. Why don't we all put on a radio voice like Scotia when we read out the Manscaped promo? He's looking for other gigs, isn't he? Ah, he is. He's yeah, definitely. He's additioning here. He's transfer. Yes, he's additioning. You know that mad, you, know in the, uh, you know in the Family Guy when you've they've got that mad boy, the guy that's inflatable and his arms all wave about with the air blowing up him. That's yeah, like I can't that. say that either. <laughs> going for that. Yeah, I can't yeah. say that either. I don't know. What, I know I can't say that. <laughs> So um, before again, we'll, before we do move on to St Mirren, um, obviously with Ross Wilson going, it's brought up the discussion once again that's always kind of seems to come up at this point and we'll hear it throughout the time that Ross Wilson was here as well, is what is the role of the director of football and as a football, as a football, as should football clubs have them and in particularly should Rangers um, have a director of football? Um, Ali, I'll come to you first for, I don't think I've came to you first, I'll come to you for your opinion. Should Rangers be looking to replace Ross Wilson? Or would you prefer just to go down, like Carney mentioned earlier, the traditional route? I think clubs like to have this. It's a modern-day approach in, in terms of having a director of football. Um, I think we probably will look at... Well, I'm pretty sure we'll look at bringing in a replacement for Ross Wilson. We've had, we've had one before him as well, Mark Allen. So, yeah, I, th- I think we'll go down the line looking for our director of football. I've seen one rumoured score, Sean. I never even knew he was there. Davy Weir was at Brighton, I think, at the moment. Um, yep. It's an obvious link there, as there always is, because he's played for us, his captain does. So, an interesting one, that one. He understands the club too. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I see us being a director of football. Michael Beale, can he juggle all these balls like a, an old... An old school manager back in the day would do, and he would he would run the show basically. It's changed days now in terms of how football clubs are run, and they all have like a director of football. So, yes, I expect us to go go into the market of directors of football, whoever they are. I couldn't couldn't pull one out of my heart apart from Davy Weir that I heard. But um, interesting to see who we go for. Do we go for something a bit more left field? I don't know. Will he have? Hopefully, he's maybe get different views and different markets we should be going into because we always seem to go in the same markets in terms of transfers. You look across the other side of the city, they've went in a market that the Asian market and got success. Do we try something different with that going forward? I don't know. So interesting to see who we bring in, but I expect us to bring in a director of football, Scotia. Can I just say, quickly, yep. Scotia, that t- Teddy Bears has said get loud with director of football. I'm literally sold. Literally, I, I couldn't agree more. With <laughs> say that. the name, anything, yeah. anything to have loud back in Rangers. Yes, I am. I am all for it. Uh, just quickly as well, I've just seen that Paul said about Craig Moore. I've seen that floated about. Um, Craig Moore's been floated about. His name's been floated about. 
Uh, to be honest, it's not actually something I've not sat down and looked into because it's like you were mentioned there, like we all know, it's kind of a new thing in Britain. I think historically British clubs haven't had it. It's more a continental thing because, well, Rangers and Tours are saying that it's business side and football side. But if you look in the continent, the reason they had a football director or a sporting director is because an awful lot of the teams out in the continent had other Kerry sports teams with it. So like Barcelona had a basketball team, all these clubs like Sparta Prague, I know they've got like basketball teams and so they've got like different avenues. So it's someone to bring all the sport and stuff together for them, like the boards. Whereas in Rangers, like you were mentioning there, I think you mentioned it earlier as well, Scott, with Walter Smith, he was had like a direct link with David Murray and the chairman before that, you know, where the where your chairman before that, it was like family run businesses. Whereas now we're getting into a stage where it's groups of people controlling it so you do need that link between them and the and the manager and I think that's where the director of football ties it in but what's your opinion Scott are you for it completely for it completely against it or somewhere in the middle feels weird when you call me Scott you never call me that it's very strange um because you're trying to be professional mate on this podcast um I've said before about the director of football I'm not sure I'm not sure Scotland as a league needs one. Uh, clubs in Scotland need one. I'm not 100% sure. I know a lot of people are saying, I've seen it in the chat as well, that every Premier League team does have one. I, I, I get I get that, but we're not the Premier League. I mean, the money's nowhere near the same. The infrastructure's nowhere near the same. OK, ours is still pretty substantial, considering we're a Scottish team. What we have here is, um, is big, because due to the size of the club that we are. But... I, I don't think Rangers will rush into it. I don't think there's going to be somebody appointed next week, for example. I'd be shocked if there's anybody appointed before Bill does his business in summer. You might see towards the end of summer something maybe happening. Uh, but I, I would I would be the same. I couldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to sit here and rhyme off names that I think would do a good job at it because the role is the role's a lot more than what people believe it to be as well. The role is not just a case of you go sign players. It's not the case of that. He oversees a lot of things. Uh, he's obviously got a lot of people working beneath him or did have a lot of people working beneath him that are responsible for various aspects of what his overall role is overseen. So it's a complicated role in that manner. Um, I do find it interesting that Michael Beale said in his press, I'm sorry if I'm ruining things later on, Scotia, that he has a direct no, link a direct link now to Bennett. And I was like, hmm, that made me kind of go, maybe Rangers aren't going to look into this. Maybe they'll see how it goes with the heads of department stepping up, um, if you like. So an interesting one going forward. I, as I say, even though I'm kind of probably on the fence about whether Rangers should continue with it or not, I think the club will continue with it. I would be shocked if they did a complete U-turn. Um, purely based on it's probably not been... I mean, they're going to have known Ross Wilson was maybe looking for the exit door uh, and that there maybe had been te- teams in contact. I don't imagine that it happened as quickly as that. They didn't phone up on Tuesday night and be Wednesday night he was away. I mean, things like that don't happen in football. It's going to have been happening for a while. They're going to have been aware that Wilson was thinking about leaving. Um, so, in order not, but I don't think they've had long enough in order to plan the future without one because of now the way that the club is, uh, the club is run. So, for just now, I think it will be caretaker roles, if you like, of people doing jobs, stepping up a little bit and taking care of each department, possibly. Uh, but I still expect, maybe towards the end of summer, that Rangers will continue with the director of football. But I do believe if this one kind of goes maybe as, as mixed as Ross Wilson's time was, and that's me probably being polite about it, as mixed as Ross Wilson's time was, then you do have to reassess, is it worth having this guy in this role? Um, but yeah, I um, 50-50, mate. Very, very 50-50 for me. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think we definitely should have a director of football. Um, I think it's the way forward. I think it's what we need to do because we've got all the, like you've, people have mentioned, we've got the departments, we've got the women's team, we've got the, the B team and the academy. And yeah, maybe that's not hugely interesting to us, but it's I think it's an important avenue that we should be going. And having that director of football there, I think, helps rather than having about 25 people going all to the board, trying to do stuff, having someone that links everyone below them together to then go with all these ideas, I think does help. Um, and I think as well, if you look at it, Rangers probably had the opportunity to do this back when Advocat came in, but they kind of balls it up when McLeish came in because they they moved Advocat upstairs into kind of a director of football role. And that, that was just a cop-out by Murray to kind of 
to shift right. Yes. Um, but I think around about that period, we probably could have went down the directory of football in football route, particularly bringing in a Dutch coach. Um, Ryan, what are your thoughts? You want to carry on, mate? Yeah, I think the guys have covered most of it. I would keep it. I think it seems to be the modern way the clubs are run now. There's obviously so much of the infrastructure that we that we don't really understand as fans. I certainly don't in terms of like the next director of football, whether you want to talk at Ross Wilson, but the director of football for Venus will oversee strategy, facility, facilities, everything, the women's team, as you say, the youth side of things. I think a lot of fans, especially in Rangers Twitter, think that Ross Wilson is just sitting playing football manager on a PC. It's, it's not the case. What I do think important is that whoever we do bring in, I do think it's got to be someone who knows Rangers and knows the Scottish game as well, because I think they've got to hit the ground running here. I don't think it can be somebody who settles in and starts identifying players with Beal and saying, right, I think this player's good enough or blah, blah, blah. I think it needs to be somebody who is familiar with Rangers. And I'm not saying it should be Loudrop or whatever. I'd have to have Loudrop doing whatever he likes at Rangers, to be honest. But realistically, I don't think Brian Loudrop is going to up sticks and move to Scotland. That's the reality. So I think it should be somebody who, with Rangers links, not necessarily a, a, an ex-player, but somebody with Rangers links and somebody who knows Scottish football, I would be happy with. Probably if you gave me half an hour, I'd be able to hit you with a short list. But I think it's imperative it is someone who knows the club, knows the Scottish game, and more importantly, can strike up a relationship with Michael Beale because that is the most important relationship between a director of football and a manager within the club, I think. You're on mute, Scotia. <laughs> Honestly, man. <laughs> he's just removed himself. He's actually <laughs> just kicked himself out of the stream. Um, oh, fantastic work, Scotia. That truly uh, is. Good to see, it was good to see him. It was good to see him. I mean, he half thought he was doing really well there. Honestly, uh, he's going to be flapping like crazy right now. I hope you dock his wages for that tonight. Honestly. Oh, he's definitely getting docked. He's not getting a beer tomorrow. See, while he's away, while he's away, let's be honest, he was doing such a good job. I thought he's on it today, man. A match performance. Yeah, he's on it. He's having a second he's half a, shocker, isn't he? He's had an absolute mare there. Scotch back on. <laughs> sorry, everyone, having a nightmare. So I've got, Honestly, sorry, I've got a bit of cold, so I've, I've got a bit of cold, so I've been having to mute myself off here. And then when I've done <laughs> so that, I've got to <laughs> I hit the cross button rather than the expand the screen button because I was what I was going to come on to. Sorry about that, Ryan. <laughs> what I was going to come on to was um, just before we get to the press conference was quickly that um, season ticket emails came out um, literally about an hour, an hour and a half ago. Um, so yeah, key dates for anyone there. It's like the fifteenth of Ali. You'll know this fifteenth of May for the renewals deadline um, and the first direct debit that comes out if you're first on that. It's the first of May. Yeah. There's also seen that um, there's going to be a season ticket drop-in event at Edmondson House, making their money out of Edmondson House there on the 21st and 23rd, 20, sorry, the 22nd to the 23rd of April. Um, so if anyone's on the MyJers waiting list or looking to get a season ticket, um, may, I would maybe suggest going along to that. Um, yeah, just thought I'd mention that as it came out. So, yeah, let me compose myself again. I've Gone all over the place once, once I went out there. Sorry, everyone. As um, as, yeah. um, as rage as rage quits go, Scotia. It was a rather good one, I must say. I, I need to do that one time when I'm probably disagree with someone's comment. Yeah, as I say, apologies, Ryan. But let's go on to Michael's Beals press conference. An awful lot of it was talking about um, Wilson, um, and I've kind of touched on as well in terms of where Beal sees. You know, will he be happy working with? A sporting director or by himself, it was diplomatic answer. I'll do it. Just go how it take the flow as it goes. And um, he's not fussed whether or not someone comes in now or he'll wait until after summer. What he did say and what I found interesting, Ryan, was that um, the summer transfer activity is pretty much locked and loaded. And Beal says there's a couple of boxes that need to kind of get ticked off. Um, what are your thoughts on that? He's very vocal. It actually makes me uncomfortable how forward he is in the in the press conferences about his transfers. It's a common theme with him. He's consistent with it because in January he was saying that um, he was kind of bumping his gums about what players he'd, he'd spoke to and he expects so many players to come in. And I would, personally, I would rather just kind of 
sat with his cards a bit, play a bit of poker, and that's very nice knowing that some of the transfers are just a bit tied up. He's been speaking to loads of people. That's what I would expect. It just I don't I don't need to hear it just now. That's what I'm probably trying to say. But put on a positive note, to put a positive spin on it, he did say I think that you would see a kind of a theme of players that he'd already spoke to, that he they, sorry he'd already worked with. He think he was suggesting that the players that he's going to bring in are players that he's worked with previously. So I was on Google earlier on and just kind of looking at the clubs he was at and dreaming, dreaming for a little bit, uh, shall we say. But um, I it was interesting, but as Bill, as always, very, very forward, very open for me. Yeah, no, I do get what you're saying because see, when he said that, he said that, oh, we've got all this in the row and uh, there's just a couple of boxes that need, need to be ticked in this come the summertime. Those boxes that need to be ticked in the summertime are the, probably the most important things that a director of football needs to be there for. And I was like, mm, I don't know that that's, you're maybe shooting yourself in the foot with that comment, Michael. Um, what were your thoughts, Carney? Yeah, I think um, I think the same. I think today's press conference, I was like, shush, shush, shush. You're just far too forward at times. You're like, take a chill pill. He gets very excited. Do you know what I mean? Is. He gets very, very excited and kind of puts all his cards on the table a little bit. I think, I mean, it's a breath of fresh air, really, when you consider what we hype up with Geo because you didn't get anything out of him. But there's, there's times that he could word things slightly better because... Um, he said something about like having a really fast start or a really good start was it to the start of the summer and a lot of fans will take that completely the wrong way and think okay well, we'll have 19 signings made by the second day of the, the transfer window and it's obviously not going to be like that it isn't going to be like that but yeah sometimes we we, we build you like just take a take a little breath don't do a full rage or like a full scotia rage quit or anything like that but just <laughs> take a little breath calm yourself down a little bit and Compose yourself more because I feel like he's very. I mean, is it wrong to have an excited manager? I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not really sure. I think he is really excited about the future. So am I, to be honest. I'm. I, I like the stuff that he is saying, but it's so. It's so easy for the stuff that he is saying to be twisted and to be made into something that it isn't. Do you know what I mean? So what it might mean to him might not mean that to Rangers Twitter, for example, because there is no there's no logic within Rangers Twitter. Rangers Twitter is just chaotic at the best of times. So that's my just a wee bit from now and now and now and again. If I could have a bit of advice, I'll just phone Michael Bill tonight. Actually, just say, look, Mick, you're going to need to just calm yourself down a little bit while you're doing these pressers. But um, look, if he's confident, then we'll 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 wait and see. Yeah, Ali. I suppose we can only really take him take him on his word and what he's saying. But for me, it, it kind of gets to the stage that it looks like. We've got, we've got about 11 or 12 players coming in the base. Sometimes he speaks. Um, I'm looking forward to it if that's the case because the squad probably does need that. I just don't see that happening. I don't see that being there being that big a turnover. But what are your thoughts on his comments regarding sort of summer transfer activity? Yeah. We should bring that guy in for Nottingham Forest to get a bump, Scotia, because he not saying about 100 <laughs> players for Nottingham Forest in the summer. You could bring him he in. He did. He had a big turnover. Well, he was only in for six months, that boy. So I wouldn't have been there for the summer. So <laughs> you've overseen a lot of players coming in and out of there, but um, yeah, no, I agree. At the very beginning, we all said it was a breath of fresh air the way he spoke and spoke to the media, and he gave us as fans more insight. But I, I agree with the rest of the rest of the lads, he gives too much information sometimes, and I think things like that, yeah, he should play his cards close to his chest, especially because, as you say, Scotia, that's a major thing in the summer that we have to get right as signings. And you don't want to give false hope to fans by saying things like this, we snippets, because they will take it. So, yeah, I, I can't add any more than the, the rest of the guys, so completely agree. Yeah, well, I'll stay with you, Ali, actually, for our favourite part of pe- press conferences, and today's was a whopper in terms of the injury list. So, Goldson's out, Yelmaz is out, Cholak's out, Wright's out, Jack and Kent are all out. Um, Rangers and injuries. I mean, well, what I will say is he did say that a lot, an awful lot of them are niggles, but we've been told before they're niggles. Was that seven to ten days? Seven to ten days, sure. Um, did our doctor not leave us this season? He did, didn't he? The proper doctor, he did, yeah. The, the and we don't know who we've brought in. It's not a witch doctor anyway. We've brought in, is it? Because <laughs> honestly, 
falling like flies. <laughs> I've never known a team with so many injuries. This season has been incredible. Um, and the guys you've just ringed off there, Scotia, yes, he said some of them are niggly. Ones he did mention, Ryan Kent, he wasn't too sure. Um, Cholak's got a, was it a thigh injury or something again, or I think it's a similar injury to what he had before. I can't remember. Did he sound great to me? Yilmaz, uh, he's injured again. Ryan Jack, <laughs> not surprised with Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack, I, I'd like to think Ryan Jack is just a go wrap it up. Yeah, cotton wool. I do think that. Play. I do think he, that Jack he doesn't need that. Yeah, players like him, Goldson, I know Goldson, he said he could be back for Aberdeen, but we don't need to be risking these players for what is our season on the end of um, April for the semi-final. So I'll take them with a pinch of salt, but it's, it just sums our season up, Scotia. The, the injuries this season have been laughable to a point because, yeah, you're going to get injuries through a season, but this season in particular, Scotia, I don't know where you start with it because it's it's just every time we seem to get a wee run and it's bang, there's another injury. And today it was like, God, <laughs> I didn't expect that many. But And it throws into what, what the team's going to be the weekend. I said there wouldn't be many changes. I thought Cholak and Sakala would come in, but it's throwing my team lineup right up near what I heard today. Yeah, no, I imagine it will have made that impact on an awful lot of guys out there and the guys here as well. Um, Ryan, yeah, Jack, as Ali says, probably expected, probably, I can see that one being maybe a wee bit more of caution um, because he doesn't really need to play because nothing's on the line tomorrow, really, other than, you know, getting the victory. Um, it's, the league's gone. Um, but the Yilmaz one, that one worries me. That worries me that there's more to that than injury. Is it something to do that he's homesick, things like that? I don't know. What are your thoughts around it all? I well, definitely like everybody else concerned at the list. Um, that for me, if we, if we beat Celtic last week, and this has been pessimistic, if we beat Celtic last week, would that be the list of injured players? Mm. I'm going to say no. I am going to say no because Agreed. I think people are feeling me niggles and just thinking, do you know what? Nah, that's I don't fancy it. Or do you know what? Just you sit out this week if you're feeling a wee niggle. I just think that's the way it is just now and it's very frustrating as a fan because you're still going to these games, you still want to see your best players. We all know Ryan Jack has a problem with recovery after games. I don't think that's ever going to go away with Ryan Jack. I think that's what you're going to get if he does renew his contract. Um, he will be kind of a bit part player. That's why I said I don't think we can plan. Although I would give him a contract, I don't think you can plan with him going ahead. He's just a kind of bonus player if he's fit. Yilmaz... Is I like him. I, I honestly, I keep saying it, I do like him. I like what I see with him. But this is a concern. That was a long time out of hamstring injury. I spoke to a physio who, ironically, used to be the Rangers physio for years, and he told me the the, the amount of time Yilmaz was out with that. Was it called a grade one or a grade A, whatever type, the worst type of hamstring injury you can get? He said it was very excessive for that type of injury. So whether he is homesick or whether there is something else there, that's a concern for me. But he should be chapping at Michael Beale's door to play tomorrow and saying, listen, Bomber's in the press giving it, I might be aware, whatever, I want to play. I'm playing on Saturday, surely, and I don't know. It's, it just seems to be, as Ali said, it's, it seems to be rife throughout that team. It's, pre it's pretty much like COVID in terms of our injuries. It spreads like wildfire and... It's not great and it's something that the club need to look at and look at value in terms of players and what kind of return they're getting from their wages and, and how many games they're playing because it cannot go on next year. No, definitely not. Um, Carney, this one, is, what worries me as well is that when he mentioned Goldson, says it might very, very small likelihood that he'll be back for the, the Aberdeen game next Sunday for, and Jack being out, Yelma's been out, Kent being out, Cholak being out. They're all kind of players that I would have been in and around my squad for starting the game at the end of the month against Celtic. Not having them there for me is a worry. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I'm, I, I get the looking at it on paper. It doesn't look it doesn't look particularly great, but I, I I'm glad Ryan said it, and I don't need to because I thought, mm, really, 
All these, all these, aye. I just after after league's now done and dusted, aye, really. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent convinced any. Of, well, some of them are as serious as as others, maybe. I, I think Bill's allowed the opportunity. I think to now go right. Well, the league's done, so we now need to. As Ali said, we've got one game left to save our season. Well, two games if we win that that game to to save something from this season. Um, and it's allowed him the opportunity to go. Are you been carrying a wee bruised whatever for the last two weeks or whatever? You sorry, you can you you don't need to play or will we'll be a precaution. I think the Ryan Jack one as a precaution. Um, and I know it will always raise the heads of their head of um, or we shouldn't keep Ryan Jack he can't be trusted it's not as if he's out for the rest of the season he's just not available for this game so I am I, I'm not I'm not for reading too much into that one I think it's to be expected I'm actually quite glad's the wrong word I don't want anybody to be out but I, it's uh, a bit of a relief that Ryan Kent won't be playing on Saturday because I'm not have to constantly hear about how much Ryan Kent shouldn't be playing um, which is which will be a breath of fresh air it generally will even though generally if before I thought about my team when we started talking about tonight's pod before the pressure and who I knew was out I, I still wouldn't have played Ryan Kent tomorrow I, I would have I would have dropped Ryan Kent to the bench um, for tomorrow but the rest of them mate it's one of these things just now with this Rangers team and the medical staff and whatever's going on to, to have this many injuries but I, I'm not going to read too much into it but I think the te- the most telling injury update is going to be next week before Aberdeen you'll know for sure who is fit and who isn't because players can't afford at this stage of the season to be sitting out for two weeks before we play um, before we play the, the semi-final so next week will be the most telling one um, and look it's, it is what it is I, I'm I'm quite glad there will be changes tomorrow. I called it and said that I think there would be. I didn't think that he would he would play a full strength team. I really didn't. So not a full strength team, but the kind of starting eleven as we kind of come to know it of recent times under Bill. So no, I'm interested to see what our team selections are as well. That should be that should be interesting. Yeah, we will come to that very shortly because I have been trying to push off this discussion around the St Mirren game because, as we say, the league's gone. It's really now just a case of keeping things ticking over until what are you the end. Talking of the about month. Scotia, this is the most important game in Rangers history tomorrow. All right, is it? Is it? Well, in that case, it is the most important game in Rangers history, and we're playing the mighty St Mirren. They're currently sitting fifth <laughs> in the table. Um, and they're doing quite well for themselves. They're not off far off that um, the European spots. Um, That'll be an interesting discussion of St Mirren getting into, the, into Europe. Um, they've only had one defeat in their last six games, which was a 5-1 home defeat to Celtic, although that came in. I think they were leading that game up for fully the, most of the first half. And then the boy getting sent off, Celtic just ran over the top of them, as they tend to do. Um, the last time we played them would have been Gio's last game, where we had a 1-1 draw, um, the final nail in the coffin for Gio. And it very possibly could have been a defeat that day as well, because I think Tav saved his way's penalty in the last five or six, five or seven minutes or so, if I remember. Is that um, the game yes. we watched in the pub and, that, and Ali was um, <laughs> spitting at the television, basically? Mm-hmm. That was that game. <laughs> it was think, that one indeed, I, yeah. In auctioneers, yes, yes, that was the one. I, that was a and I think oh, I was in the quayside. Quayside, 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 quayside. Oh, where we? And we went apart. I thought I was saying to Ali, that's a league by, and he's going, you joking me? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, St Mirren, um, Ali, what are your thoughts about the game coming up tomorrow? And give me your team and scoreline prediction as well. Um, like St Mirren have been a wee run there. They've, like you say, Scotia, they're three points behind Aberdeen in third place. They're doing well. They beat Hearts 2 0 away at Tynecastle. The, the previous game they won 3 0. They like to try and play football, St Mirren. I don't think they are one of these teams that sit. I don't think they will sit tomorrow, St Mirren. It's a bit of a free hit, free hit for St Mirren. I think they might have a wee go at us tomorrow. Which hopefully suits us. They've got that big hammer thrower, Curtis Mayer up front. I can't stand. So he's up front for them. And the big guy, the Gogic, I think they played with Hibs. I think he plays in the middle of the park for them. So, yeah, they'll be going well, St Mirren. So, but we should have enough to take care of St Mirren. I was at, yeah, I'll come on to my team, but... Yeah, I fully expect Rangers to win, but I just need... I want Carney to strap himself in here because I said <laughs> that Michael Beale will not make many changes in the next two games. But this was all before I found out this 
injury crisis that we found out today. So strap yourself in, Carney. Strap my in, team. My team is Alan McGregor in goal, a back back line of Tav, Suter, Davies, Barisic, a midfield of Raskin, Cantwell, Tillman, through the middle, Alfredo Morelos, Fashion Sakala, and Ryan, you better be sitting down as well. The best Welshman <laughs> we all know, Rabi Matondo, oh, is playing on the left-hand side tomorrow. Um, I genuinely think he might play tomorrow. He played in a bounce game during the week against Chelsea Reserves. He needs to play somewhere under Beal. I think this is a game to play him. This isn't me saying he's going to come in and be a world beater. Because I do not rate Rabi Matondo before folk come in the chat and try and bash me on it. I think he might start tomorrow. I'm just looking at options, but I know Hadji's there, but I still think Hadji's miles off it. So I think Matondo will start and I'm going to go 3-0 Rangers. Malik Tillman, first goal scorer. You'll need to pick Carney and Ryan off the floor before they can give the teams. Uh, no, I tell you what, I like that team, and I get your thinking behind Matondo. I don't know if Matondo will start. I still think he's probably just. He'll de- I think he'll definitely feature at some point. I just don't know if he'll start. Um, Ryan, come to you for your team and scores, please. Any better? Any better oh, offer than Ali's? I don't think Matondo will play. I don't. <laughs> was it Chelsea <laughs> under fourteen? He was playing against them. <laughs> um, if he scores tomorrow, he's going to stick it right up here. I think the back five, the back five picks itself. I will go Baskin. I think John Lundstrom will come back in. Oh, no. uh, Tillman in the front three is where I would play. I would play um, Cantwell here anyway. I see Cantwell as Kent's natural replacement. So I would play Cantwell, Morelos and Sakala up front. I was thinking about putting Gredo. Or Stephen Purden up front, but um, I think MD's getting a game tomorrow. So that's my front three is uh, Cantwell, Morelos and Sakala. And I will go 2-1 Rangers, Alfredo Morelos to score first. What, 2-1 you're going for? Another 2-1 at Ibrox? Another, oh, God, right. Come on. Joyful. <laughs> and he's always, <laughs> he's always correct, Ryan, as well. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, Carney, come you. Can you give us any more excitement than Ryan's? scintillating 2-1 that we're going to witness tomorrow. Well, I was half expecting Ryan, um, Ali to say I expect a performance tomorrow. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that to come and I was like, no, I'll give it up on it, can't Literally get no chance. <laughs> Interesting that Bale had mentioned McCrory. So, as a curveball, we might see McCrory start tomorrow. I doubt it. I think it will still be McGregor. I think in time, maybe after the, the semi-final, he might bring yeah. McCrory into league games. But, um, I'm not against it I'm generally not against that but what I do think the team will be is yeah I think it'll be I think yeah I can't really disagree with what Ryan's team is I'm trying to figure out a way how I can be slightly different what I generally what I could see is maybe sort of the likes of Hadji starting maybe over uh, Tillman because I don't think Tillman was particularly great at the old firm, so maybe give Hadji a run. Matondo will not start tomorrow. He just he just won't. I know he won't. Uh, I do expect to, I do expect to see him, but I, I I I expect to see him probably in the stand more than anywhere else. Um. So yeah, McGregor, Tavernier, uh, Suter, Davis, Barisic, Lundstrom, Raskin, Cantwell, and I would go Hadji, Sakala and Morelos up front. Um, it's about time we start to, do you know what I mean? We need to start seeing Hadji again. We need to start seeing if he's actually going to be worthwhile us keeping or if it is somebody we should look to move on. Um, so, yeah. But again, I'll, I'll say again, I, would, I wouldn't have been starting Kent tomorrow anyway, um, uh, even if he, he was fit. I'll go nothing each half time and 2 0 full time to Rangers. God, all right, okay. Raging at <laughs> halftime. If I meet you in that concourse and it's nil nil, bloody hell. It will be. Uh, it right, will be. Right, right, I'll finish up with my team. My team's pretty much identical to Ryan's, although I would have Kamara in over Lundstrom because I think I'm fed up with Lundstrom this season, to be honest. And I mm. would like to get Fair Kamara enough. some game time, some game time to get him in the window um, so that people remember that he's here and that he can, he can go in the summer. <laughs> They can have him. Um, yeah, do that. And then I'm not quite sure how I would play it up front. I get where 
uh, Ryan's coming from with playing Cantwell on the left. I would maybe play Sakala out in the left and play Tillman in the right, or Cantwell, Tillman and Cantwell are those two that can kind of probably switch around. Yeah, um, I'm going to go 4 0 Rangers, as it's like me. And I do actually think I'll do the alley. I think this is going to be the first time this season we'll see a decent game at Ibrox because there's nothing to play for in the league. That's my thoughts. But I hope we see that rather than Ryan's two bloody one. That'll be fucking horrible. <laughs> so, right. That'll do is all for this evening. Thank you, everyone, for joining us in the comments, as always. And thank you also to my guest, firstly, Ali Pearson. No problem. The weather's to be good tomorrow. That's an upside. So, look, the weather looks decent. <clears throat> we can have a couple of beers as well. So, that's always good. And um, we can all watch our Rabbi Matondo masterclass. So, strap yourselves in. Yes, and thank you, Mr. Scott Garney. My pleasure, mate. Um, thank you, everybody in the chat. Thank you, Jimmy, um, for the donation. Thank you to Ray as well. Was it Ray? It was Ray that joined and became a Ray, member. Yeah. Really appreciate that. And Dundee Taylor for the coffees. Do appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Saturday 3 o'clock at Ibrox doesn't have the same ring about it tomorrow it really doesn't I'm not going to lie but yeah we'll still go and hopefully we see hopefully we see your score line mate I would love for Rangers to be um, to be brilliant tomorrow and give us something to to smile about but yeah we'll see we'll see but no cheers everybody cheers Scotia yep and finally thank you Mr Ryan Haymarks Cheers, Scotia. Well done for hanging about to the end there. Uh, not pressing the, <laughs> the, the live studio button again. Uh, no, brilliant, mate. I really enjoyed that conversation. Yeah, that was good. Uh, aye, three o'clock at, uh, three o'clock at Ibrox tomorrow. Let's get three points, Rangers, and cut that gap. Yes. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> that would be good. Uh, and then the Sunday, I don't know who they're playing on Sunday. That doesn't matter. There's but your optimism anyway. right there. <laughs> uh, excellent yes yeah thank you once again everyone for joining me and this time when i leave that is me done for the evening i will not be back perhaps maybe do a reaction after the game tomorrow with the lads but thank you everyone and we'll speak to you again later Podcast Network.